Hello and welcome to Rise, Relatable Intentional Sisters in Power. This is Diana along with my co-host Lakia in the absence of our co-host Hannah and with our return special guest Mr. Solomon Quick. Hello. Hey, hey. I'm used to our little I know. Little I know. Um, so last week we had a discussion about black women if they felt protected by black men or not, whether it's a romantic relationship or not. Um this week we're gonna talk about what what kind of protection is it financial protection, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of protection are we looking to and encompassments of all? <laughs> yes, all protection, you know. And you kind of touched. Um, we kind of talked about our experiences last week, and you talked about your dad being, you know, for him, protection was providing, and that was that financial piece. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I talked about lack thereof of all of it, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about. Um, Oh, we did touch on the emotional piece. Yeah, a so, little bit. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think um, as far as physical, um, there's a video circulating. I know I shared it. Um, and I think that is the perfect uh, demonstration of physical protection. In Alabama, um, you have the new, I can't remember their name, but it's like the new Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And there was mm-hmm. some white supremacists that came... Um, but, oh, not Alabama. It was Georgia. Louisiana. 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 Mm-hmm. And so there was some white supremacists that came to town and tried to bully some black women. Mm-hmm. And the black men came to the block with yes. their guns. Mm-hmm. Multiple guns. Yes. And it's, it, it is an uprise of a, of a new coalition that's starting. And like you said, I heard you say Georgia because mm-hmm. they do have... Um, they do have, I guess, it's a, a chapter, chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that has started in Georgia. In yeah, yeah, that one just that was re- this past weekend, yes. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, you know, that is something that we've not really seen in our lifetime. You know, of course, we they had um, the Black Panthers. You know, back in in my grandmother's day. You know, my parents' day, uh, where black women did feel protected i mean you had black women panthers mm-hmm. so um you know they, yeah and you know at the at the end of the day we have to collectively as african-american men and women come together in order to combat some of these issues that we have going on not not outside of our community but within our own community Correct. you know and so you know of course Everything that's going on outside of our community is something that we can definitely expound on and address another day because it would take a lifetime to kind of tackle all of those things. Mentally exhausted. But you know, my dad always, always tell used to tell us when we were young, what starts at home spreads abroad. Mm -hmm. And so I always utilize that analogy because what starts, we have to start within our own community in order for us to teach other people. How, how to, to treat us. Exactly. We have, to, we have to be able to demonstrate that within our own community. And I had shared when we finished recording last week about a video I saw on Instagram where there was a group of um, like high school black guys. And I don't know the reason, but it's like they were picking on this young black girl and they like threw her in the dumpster. Yeah. So and I'm like, and they just stood around and recorded and laughed. Mm. But you are 
throwing an African-American female, your peer, your sister, in the dumpster. Mm. I, I hate to say it, but that isn't very surprising. Um, right. Because um, being a misogynist is not mm. limited to being 18 years or older. Mm. And we tend to, as people, as human beings, we tend to emulate what we've seen. We learn mm. what we live. And if you as a preteen or a teenager have seen black women shown great disrespect, then you are going to model that. You are going to do that in far too many cases because it's accepted. Um, I have always um, proclaimed that a lot could be changed if we determine what is and what is not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Just among men. Just among <laughs> men in terms of how you treat each other, how you treat women in general and ladies that lady or the ladies that we choose to date. That is major in terms of what we're talking about. And there are some boundaries. I mean, there are certain things that is totally unacceptable uh, for we as men that we will call each other out on certain things. But I'm not sure if we as men have determined from beginning to end, okay, these are our criteria. These are what we are about. And it's going to be variant because not all of us as black men think the same. Mm -hmm. Not all of us have the same experiences. Mm -hmm. Not all of us are, we mature at different, are mature at different levels. Mm -hmm. And I can say personally that where I am right now, as a father of a 20-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old son, they're twins, mm -hmm. and my youngest, who's 18, and where I was at their age, it's very, very different. Mm -hmm. And frankly, it should be to an extent. I shouldn't be the same where I am now, where I was then. Right. There should be a growth. There should be a progression. Mm -hmm. But what there should be, regardless of what age you are, is a standard. And mm -hmm. that is what we have to really get in the weeds on, in my opinion, is what are our standards of interaction and behavior with each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And I think, I mean, of course, you know, none of, just like with parenting, it doesn't come with a rule book. Of <laughs> uh, Anything that, uh, I, I feel like we have to get back to the, to the mindset of you know how back in the day they felt like they they came a long way but they knew that if they did not continue to to be supportive and encouragement to one another then they could easily go back into this this thing this mindset of oppression and different things like that i feel like our generation we feel got like too we, comfortable yes have gotten too comfortable but in that it's also caused us to have lack of disrespect for one another it, you know speaking about protection of the african-american uh female from the african-american male i feel like it's a it's a lack of disrespect there sometimes um ex especially when they date other women of other you know nationalities or cultures and you then know. generalize us because exactly. everybody's angry well at the end of the mm -hmm. day your <laughs> right. closest your closest relationships reveal a lot about you Mm -hmm. And 
I can speak personally that I've always had and still do. I've always had a very good relationship with my mother. Hmm. And I'm sure you ladies have heard it before, as many women have. If you want to know how a man is going to treat you, how, look it, how he treats his, look how he treats his mm-hmm. mother. Now, frankly, that's not always true. I right. wouldn't say it is <laughs> It's not 100%, case, right? But I would say that it is important to, if you are getting, quote-unquote, serious about this young man or this man in general, take a look at that mm-hmm. and see how they interact. Or more importantly, how does he talk about his mother? Mm-hmm. Because you may never meet her. Unless the relationship progresses to a point that he wants you to. Right. But eventually, unless she has deceased or something like that, and you guys are getting to a point of closeness, he's going to talk about his family. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And just pay attention. How does he, does he revere his mother? Does he hold contempt for his mother? Mm-hmm. And if he does hold contempt, why? Is it merited or did something happen? I mean, not to say that you are to be his therapist but you do i think i encourage all women find out as much as you can as early as possible do those psychosocial assessments Mm -hmm. you have to get to the root no because if we as men are truly interested in you like we really 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 are interested one thing we are going to do is talk to you Mm. and you got to find out okay well okay he's talking but is he talking about anything Mm-hmm. what are the parameters of his conversation and I've told my daughter this that and it might be a generalization but you can call it what you want I told her whenever she started college I said number one the guys who you meet your freshman year don't believe anything they say <laughs> because they're gonna because they're gonna lie to you mm-hmm. I said now I don't mean to say that they are untruthful, but it's you don't need to be worried about trying to determine who's telling the truth and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Now, once you get once you your junior year, then let's see who's left. Let's see what those guys are talking about, because usually by the time you reach your junior year, if you are doing what you're supposed to do in the classroom and if you are. If you arrived on campus serious about getting your degree, you're going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. as a college African-American junior who can see graduation (laughs) is getting a lot closer than it was in the beginning. You have more at stake than someone who just got on campus and don't know too much about anything, but you know you, you are at Winston State or A&T or Morehouse or Carolina or ECU or wherever, you know you're there, but that's about all you know. (laughs) But your junior year, you should start to have a clue. Mm -hmm. You should have matured to a level of understanding that, okay, you can have a conversation with this young man beyond the surface level. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Now, we, last last, uh, episode, we discussed what protection looks like um we discussed wanting to uh change the rhetoric on how we we look at uh protection of the black woman start to change the narrative um now 
I don't know, Solomon. I mean, we want to protect y'all too. <laughs> we, you know what? We yeah. want to protect can y'all I, too. Can I, can, I, can I stop you right there for a second? Because I would personally like to put this out in the airwaves and say thank you for black women who do want to protect us and have protected us. I had a personal experience with that this week. Um, I am an avid um, fitness person. I get out there and I get it in five days out of seven, six days out of seven. I'm on the track and I get in um, usually about seven miles per day. And I like to go first thing in the morning. Well, I have had three African-American women who truly care about me, employ me, beg me, to be very, very, very careful. Oh wow! Because yeah. so they've been. I mean, Solomon, please be careful. Watch. Mm-hmm. Make sure nobody comes up on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your wits about you because you know there's a lot of things going on. And one of them told me point blank. She said, "One thing I don't want to have happen is for you to be a statistic mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what we've heard recently." And yeah. If I'm honest, exactly. If I'm honest, I missed it until they told me about it. I was just going out there getting my physical fitness in, Mm -hmm. but and and you know I had to I had to stop I had to stop and realize oh wow they're really dealing with this Mm -hmm. oh we we're dealing yeah we're We're really dealing yeah Yeah. so thank you ladies. Um, I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but, oh, I, no, yeah. I, but I, I really want to put that out there because um, there are a lot of black women who do love us. There are a lot of black women who truly want safety mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we tend to take it for granted like I kind of did. Even with all this going on, I was just out there getting my fitness on and everything. You know, get get out there and I get my seven miles and then I get back in the car and go home and shower and do whatever I got to do. But that made me stop and think mm-hmm. so. well amen to that mm-hmm. because honey those those type of conversations and protections i was are gonna say maybe yeah. we need to be more mindful about being more vocal mm-hmm. you know yeah and they have, each other they, about yeah they have a movement um going on and i don't know if you guys have seen it. i'm sure you probably have diane um not sure if you have or not, but on Facebook it's it's called uh, "Stay with My Son" or "Stay with Our Sons." I'm not sure if no, you're familiar. I hadn't seen that. No, okay, so it's that. a it's a hashtag that's being created called "Stay with Our Sons." And now I saw your post. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's something similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where it was started by, of course, a mother of a of a black boy um, who was pulled over um, and. She had said that she was very afraid, of course. You know, all of these things um, could have happened. We know that uh, he may not have made it home. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but she started the hashtag, save our sons. I mean, stay with our sons when they are pulled over. And I just recently, you know, uh, as far as like protection is concerned, I don't, I didn't know this gentleman. He was an African-American male pulled over on the side of the road in my city by um a white officer and i just casually pulled over and just kind of sat there and waited for him to get his ticket and you know see what was going to go on 
Um, and unfortunately, we have to police the police. Uh, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, that's another level of protection within mm-hmm. the African-American community. When no one else is going to protect us, then we have, have to, to protect put, each other. Exactly. We have to put those type of things in place to protect each other. So when we come back after this break, we can definitely delve into um, the things that Diana is going to name again. So, uh, protection as far as finances, emotions, mentally, physically, and image. Mm-hmm. All those things need And protection. I got, yeah, I got something on the image. We'll see. Look at God. Amen. <laughs> 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 All right. Welcome back. So, it's hard for me not to think about, like, protection and, like, romantic relationships other than if I think about like fatherhood or something like that Mm -hmm. so um I thought it was interesting about the feeling protected of your image and I was thinking like well what does that look like um so I recall hearing people say um like if you cheat you cheat respectfully meaning I don't find out you cheat Mm -hmm. um so I was just thinking like is that a form of protection if you're married and you do stuff outside, but it doesn't make it back inside, and it's respectful cheating, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is that protection? And then thinking back to like our grandparents, uh, back in the day, there were a lot of families where the man had multiple households, true and they didn't know about each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's to me, that's like an image. You keep an image, like you this wholesome family person, and then maybe. On the outside, some more stuff some going stuff on, on. Mm-hmm. and that, I mean that was my first example that I thought of as far as image mm-hmm. and protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what you two think. Well, you know what? In thinking about that, so many things um, as far as like the, that whole image, trying to keep up with the image. My thought now with the with the respectful cheating, mm-hmm. you keep up with the image and all of that. At the end of the day you're still causing some unprotection somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like Emotional. Yes. Emotional. Emotional, sexual. Yes. Yeah. So when I look at image protection, for me, I think about how other nationalities, races view the African-American woman or the African-American man. Uh, Like, what image are we putting out? Stereotypes, yes, those now, like, yes. That 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 yeah. that that can be very delicate, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because we don't want to for it to go to a level of control mm-hmm. or controlling mm-hmm. of the other. And images are incredibly powerful, but at the same time, what have we even determined? What image we want? For ourselves before we determine what should we protect mm-hmm. that's my challenge because mm-hmm. and I, I try to not deal with the extremes uh, in terms of the images because you got the masculine extreme that can be quite negative you got the feminine extreme that mm-hmm. can be quite mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. that's not collectively who we are usually right. um, and I'm trying really hard not to use any celebrities' names because it's fluid. Right. Uh, what's popular today may not be popular two years from now. But we have to, I think we really have to be mindful of 
what are the core images that we are good with? And there's a area that we can all fall into. What areas, what images are we not good with? And be clear about those. Mm-hmm. And whenever you step outside of those, collectively, we have to say, well, here's the thing. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. This individual has made a decision to go beyond what we deem that is acceptable in the African-American black community. And if you want to know anything further regarding that, you probably want to talk to that individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they are beyond the boundaries of what we have deemed acceptable, life-giving for us as a community. If we did that, then I feel a lot more comfortable about what it is, is what is it that we are protecting. Mm-hmm. I I do uh, I, I I do understand that too, and I think to bring it back to us within our own community, um, is if we're speaking about image, the image that the the black woman have of the black man, uh, the inability of him to protect us, mm-hmm. you know, um, the image that the black man have of the black woman. You're too independent. Too independent, uh, you know, too yeah. angry. Right. And so these type of images that we have within our own community is very divisive. Agreed. And if we don't start to break down those barriers, then we're always going to keep running into that um, unprotection in that area. We, 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 I, I can't disagree with you uh, on any of your points, I guess. At the end of the day, we just have to really get to get in the weeds of who are we? Mm-hmm. And that's a tough question. <laughs> My initial thought is we're broken. Um, I have shared with you, I'm in all these single groups and we're just broken. It's just finger pointing. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. We're broken. We, Do we want to become unbroken? Do we want to have the wounds filled? That's my I challenge. can only speak for myself. Mm. Um, yeah, I can only speak for myself. And then that's part of it as well. People can see what's wrong with the other side, but people don't look within and do the work on themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's yes, just indeed. ongoing yeah. battle. Yeah. We have recently um, seen what is obviously could be potentially a scandal among two of the most prominent African-American celebrity couples <laughs> um, of our generation. And their situation has a lot of people with their mouths wide open. Never could have thought, never did, could have seen, did not see. But uh, guess what? It's real. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that... Um, like with their openness to each other, like for me, that's protection. If we agree mm-hmm. upon it, I'm mm-hmm. aware of it. And that's important. That's mm-hmm. critically important. I mean, protection, the worst thing I think we as men do is think that protection always has to be physical. Mm-hmm. Protection always has to be monetary. Not thinking of, did you hurt her, brother? Did you emotionally hurt her? Mm-hmm. Were you aware that you emotionally hurt her?
hurt her. Mm-hmm. And if you were not aware, why weren't you aware? We all make mistakes. We all miss things. But those emotional hurts can be really, really difficult. Not to say that the physical um, is acceptable because it's unequivocally not acceptable. Mm-hmm. But to get to the healing of the brokenness, I think it's paramount that we as black men learn, ask, and in turn make it a part of who we are that we are not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. We are going to not hurt you by commission and we aren't going to hurt you by omission because we can do both. The hurt is still the same. Even if I say as a black man to you as a black woman, sweetie, I'm sorry. I just didn't know. You you very well may forgive me for not knowing, but in the back of your mind, I'm sure many black women are like, why didn't you just ask me? Mm-hmm. You didn't think that that was important in the course of this relationship? Why didn't you just ask me? And I've been in relationships like that where I've had women say certain things to me and I've asked them point blank, you know, you could have just asked me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to not tell you, just ask me. That can be a little... For we as men to ask those type of questions, we have to practice humility. <laughs> in the relationship because no we don't know everything about you individually and collectively no you're not like this, uh, the woman who you dated 5-10 years ago you're different your spirit is different yes fair enough you're still the same gender Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean your experiences are the same. Exactly. And if we do not ask, we cannot protect. If we do not ask, we don't know what to look out for. Mm-hmm. By the same token, what protects us? How do we feel? How can we feel safe in a relationship? What is it that makes us feel safe that you are as a woman, as a black woman, since that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you feel good about us. That makes a man feel good about this relationship. Um, all of us know what it is, or at least we're trying to figure it out. If Even if it's not necessarily the most mature, that we still have some growing to do, most men know what it is that makes us feel good about the relationship or feel safe about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Most women don't ask. Mm-hmm. In my experience. Mm-hmm. As many female friends that I have. As many. Couples that I know. That's a deep question. What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel protected? Yes. For a woman to ask a man that. That's rare. But it's so important. Because. If I know as a man. That you have my heart and I give it willingly and I know at the same time 
you are my ride or die. Oh, you're going to be protected. Mm-hmm. Because men protect what they value. And that's interesting because I um, I saw a post where a lady was saying how her husband has always protected her, provided for her, what like he worshipped her. And his protection was the respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they had a disagreement, you don't say nothing in front of people, no belittling. But the respect was the thing that she said the man worshiped the ground she worked on like or she walk on and she doesn't have to you know worry about anything no because if you don't feel good about who you are in the sight in the in the eyes of your mate what do you have mm-hmm. and obviously that meant the world to her husband for her to look at him with such respect, that was that was everything. Mm-hmm. Because you got to go and I don't know the man obviously, but he got to go out in the world. Oh yeah. And sometimes you don't get the same respect out in the world. Oh yeah, definitely. That mm-hmm. you would love to get mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, um, even if married um you know from a marital perspective my sometimes when a when a female has a great father because i have a great father of course you know a lot of people you know or females would say you know i want a, a husband like similar to my dad um and you know if you've had a great father what girl wouldn't want a husband similar to her dad mm-hmm. um and the balance between you know having a great father and then having a a great husband and then um you feeling the need to cleave to your husband protect him but then don't respect your dad but you protect your husband so Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is in uh when i when i first got married very young had to learn that i can't talk to my husband any kind of way even if it's in front of my dad, even if it's in front of my parents, um, you know, protection for my husband, you know, com- that he communicated early on was, I don't like the way that you talk to me in front of your dad, because he grew up in a household without a dad. And so if he, if my dad feels like he can't be a hundred percent man to be able to protect his daughter, mm-hmm. then that looks bad on my husband. And I didn't get it. It didn't dawn on me. Yeah, so he's yeah, right. Yeah, he, your husband's absolutely right. That's a big deal. Yeah, because it's almost like you're showing your husband disrespect in front of your dad, mm-hmm. and your dad, being a man, is picking up on that. Right. And right. He, and your husband, being a man, knows that your dad is picking <laughs> up on it. And me, I'm just like, I yeah. mean, you know, it didn't dawn on me. So he's looking, he's hearing you looking at your husband and like, mm. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Loves you, wants the best for you. But at the same time, he may be like, you're not going to say anything to her about that? Right. 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 You know? 
Not to say yeah. the man, not to say that your husband is going to be abusive right, in right, any way yeah, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. But as a man, most of us as men, we know whenever a woman is being disrespectful to us as a man. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about anything sexist. I'm not talking about anything misogynistic. But just basic human being respect. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to make that very clear because it's right. being recorded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There is a level of respect that we should be showing each other. Mm-hmm. And we have to determine what that is. And if he wouldn't have said anything, I mean, eventually I probably would have grown and, and become became wiser. And, of course, being a new wife, you know, I mean, I'm just used to saying whatever I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, not having regard for anybody else's feelings, just my own, you know, and then... All of a sudden, now I have to protect his feelings, and I have to, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't and know his that. image, and his your daddy image, look, the best his emotions, you <laughs> yes. know, like all of these things kind of encompass. The best couples are the couples, in my experience, that stand back to back. You watch my back, I watch your back. You watch my blind spot, I watch your blind spot. Um, that can be very, very delicate for men when it comes to other women because many of us don't recognize when a woman is flirting with us be you married or not women know mm-hmm. like <laughs> absolutely know and that is I a agree. form of protection that you give your mate not in the moment, but maybe on the ride home or whatever. You just say, you know, she was flirting with you. And many of us would be like, what? I know you didn't see it, but she was flirting with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've had that happen too. You know? Yeah, I mean, being married for 14 years is... I mean, being married for 10 years and together 14, and you see a lot. You know, and, and that's that's absolutely true. You know, my husband's like, how about... What? I'm like, you better open your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to dot your eyes across your teeth. I mean, you know. What I'm but that's important, though. It's important that you can have that. That's a form of protection to be able to have those type of conversations. Yeah. Because we, as men, and I used to be like this. We can be rather clueless about that. Because we're just doing our thing. She's conversational. I'm conversational. We're just having a conversation. However, the wife, the girlfriend is maybe, oh, no, about five to eight feet away. (laughs) Noticing, noticing the mannerisms, the touching, the smiling, Mm -hmm. the the hair twirling, the eyes. All of the above, all of the above. And since we as men, of course, we got egos too. Even if it's not your wife, an attractive woman talking to you and interested in something you have to say. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It just is. It's nice. But we have to learn a protection of that is to engage that said woman, but also bring you as who you're with into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't allow this one on one conversation to go on, but so long. It's very, very appropriate. And it's very, very wise to say, excuse me one second, I want you to meet my wife. Mm-hmm. And just motion you over, because I know you're looking. It's First like, of all, uh, why, why am I over there? 
Well, because, because it, you never know what venue it is. Yeah. You never know what venue it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and motioning you over is important because it establishes what boundaries. Mm-hmm. You protect each other by establishing boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries with each other, boundaries with people who you may meet. And you know, that's very common to um, like see couples and a woman, like I might know the man and you just speak to the man. Yeah, to me, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Yes. And, and in my experience, in my personal opinion and judgment, if you're doing that as a woman, you know that's disrespectful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you being petty. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. you know. I mean, you can try to smile and play it up. Oh, I didn't know you were. Well, you knew you weren't single, sweetheart, so right. there's that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, right. and, and I don't want this, again, I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing on women because we as men, we can do some very, very underhanded and trifling things as well. Um, I have never done this, but a good friend of mine told me about it, um, that she was at a function and her husband could not come because he had to work and it was a professional function, but it wasn't just with coworkers. This man followed her to her car. Oh mm. gosh. Yeah, she need another form of protection. I mean, okay. On the hill. Well, well, well for me, <laughs> for me, that was unacceptable because she has a great relationship with her coworkers. One of your coworkers couldn't have walked, walked into your car. Walked into your car, exactly. All right, I'm sh- I mean, that's, you know. Because you don't want to be put as a woman. And she was, she, let me say this, she, was ha- she is and was happily married. You don't want to be put in that type of situation. Just let me go to my car and go home. Mm -hmm. Just let me go to my car and go home. If one of her male colleagues would have walked her to her car, Mm -hmm. that would have never happened. Mm -hmm. Because some of us, a lot of us as men are very opportunistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I could go on with this topic, I think, forever. Um, Just thinking about that situation with the person that you know. Um, Somebody was recently telling me... um, about they were in a relationship and I think it was like sleeping or something and they had to commute like a two hour drive from home and work oh, wow. and the the husband like did not check on her or tell her stay or offer to drive her but it was like somebody else that saw her out at the store that knew her and was like let me drive you home oh, like goodness. it's dangerous out here <laughs> Like that is a very, and then I'll give um, a personal story. Like my last relationship that had ended, but we kept on dating each other. I need a plumber. You're the man in my life, but you're sending another man to my home who once he's get, he gets here, he's trying to hit on me. Like I did not feel protected. You're sending a stranger, Mm. but you're the man in my life, and you just like here go a number. Well, see, you know, now now see that can not even at home when the and you're not even here when he. Now see that's that's that that's a challenging one because as someone who recently got out of a relationship, you are trying to establish boundaries. You want to help. But you don't want to hover. No, a year later, ain't no hover. You never know what his emotions are. <laughs> see, yeah. see, this is this is one thing I've learned. That's why That's conversations a, are important. They absolutely have to because at the end of the day, make no mistake about it, ladies. Um, our heart aches a lot 
whenever you've been in a relationship and you really cared about the woman and for whatever reason it just didn't continue Mm -hmm. you respect the decision to end the relationship but if you made it clear that you want to establish some distance between the two of you then you might want to help you might really want to help but you have to say you know what she did ask me to take a step back Mm -hmm. and that's what I have to do I have to I have to respect her wishes um that's hard but it's also necessary Mm -hmm. that's a form of protection because what you don't want to have is a woman think that you're just going to be hanging around like a stalker you want you need to know Mm -hmm. as a woman that if you end this relationship life goes forward right not just life goes on Mm -hmm. but life goes forward so i won't be too hard on the man um, now what I would no, say that was the nail in now the what I would say is this <laughs> what I would say is this if I did that what I would do I would give you the name of the person the number of the person and say to you if you want whenever he comes to the house call me and I'll talk to him and just so you'll be comfortable knowing that he knows that I know that he's at your house. Mm -hmm. And you can have 100% confidence in the plumber. Mm -hmm. 100% confidence in him as a man. But you don't know him. Right. So there has to be a form of protection Mm -hmm. where you feel safe. Mm -hmm. In the context of this is a man who I don't know. Granted, he's coming to do some work at my house where you feel comfortable with him in your house to do a job. Yeah. yeah. And also make sure that whenever he leaves or is about to leave, you call him and say, Well, thank you, da 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 da. Your guy's getting ready to leave. He did a good job. All of the above. That's all about protection. Mm-hmm. It should be all about protection. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationship I just uh, got out of, I noticed that she probably needed. An exterminator. Not that she had um, bugs or anything, but with everything that's going on, she has a basement. And I didn't want rodents to get into her basement. Mm -hmm. And so I mentioned it, and she just put it to the fire, whatever. Lo and behold, a little while later, she sent me a text asking me what's the name of the plumber. I gave her the number, told her who the guy was. Now, in this particular case, she trusted me implicitly. Still does to this day. But I did ask her, I said, after he leaves, text me or call me and let me know how it went. Mm-hmm. Which she did with no problem. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be adults about this right. thing, ladies. Yeah, and that's, that's and I think it. that's the core of what this discussion is all about. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be respectful of each other. We're trying to protect each other's image physical, emotional, psychological well-being. The best way we can do that is to interact with each other in such a way that that is promoted. Mm-hmm. And it does not have to be a um, a romantic relationship. In many cases, 
I'm not sure if it shouldn't be. Because mm-hmm. if you ended a relationship and now you're trying to start it again, that's confusing. That's very confusing. It's confusing for men. It's confusing for women. And it's also potentially rather damaging. Mm -hmm. Because feelings can get involved. Mm -hmm. We as men, we have to really guard that among ourselves, first and foremost. But we have to be clear to the point of saying it out loud so that we hear it out of our own mouths to ourselves and to you. Okay, we used to date, but we don't date anymore. You wanted to take a break. I'm going to abide by your wishes. We need to say that. Mm-hmm. We need to literally say that so you can hear it. <laughs> and process it. <laughs> no, no, no. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean it. I mean it. Yeah. Because it, 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 it's, words are powerful. Yes, they are. They are powerful to, to say and powerful to be heard. Very important. Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you about this subject. We definitely have other episodes coming. You know, um, it's so important that we learn ourselves within the black community um, so that we know how to best protect us, best protect each other um, in romantic and platonic relationships. You know, just the black community in general. Yeah. Um, so we hope you guys will continue to join us um, on this this segment and these uh, episodes as we continue our conversation about what it looks like to be and feel protected as African-American women and delving into the African-American man as well. Absolutely. So, if our hearts and minds are clear, we'll see you next week. Mm, Bye, bye guys. It's been an honor.